98K News. It's 11 o'clock on Ben Che. Tonight's headlines. The financial secretary delivers the final budget of his term with wealthy landlords firmly in his sights. There's a mixed reaction to plans for a $10,000 per head consumption voucher scheme. And people will no longer be able to exercise maskless in country parks or have a snack on a ferry under the latest COVID curbs. The financial secretary Paul Chan has endorsed the idea that rates reform set out in today's budget strikes a blow against those who live off renting out luxury flats. In future, people will be able to apply for rates relief only on a single property, and a progressive rates regime will be imposed, meaning rates are charged at a higher level on more expensive homes. Speaking on a televised forum, Mr. Chan said the principle was that those who can afford it should pay more. He was asked whether his plans aligned with Beijing's push for common prosperity. In the budget, we spoke about why we want economic development. It's about raising the living standards of all people. We also mentioned how we can share our economic development in a fairer way. The principle that those who can afford it should pay is one of the ways to achieve that. And this progressive rates reform is only the first step. There's been a mixed reaction to another signature policy delivered by the financial secretary in his budget today, a $10,000 consumption voucher handout for every resident. Mr. Chan said the scheme, which will cost $66 billion, will help stimulate the economy amid the fifth wave of COVID-19. The New People's Party chairwoman Regina Yip says the government should have offered cash handouts instead of consumption vouchers. Given that the social restriction measures will be extended to 20th April, and under the one-off unemployment support scheme, which we approved last week, people can only start applying in mid-March for 10K. And if they're going to be laid off until 20th April or suffer heavy income loss, giving them 10K cash is better than 10K e-consumption vouchers. Because if you use consumption vouchers, Basically, you are benefiting octopus, uh, retail and restaurants. And a lot of our people actually need money to pay rent or pay other expenses. Finance and accounting expert Simon Lee of the Chinese University's Business School says the vultures could help the catering and retail sectors. However, he sees it as a political move. The government performed so poorly in handling the fifth way. So it's just a kind of gesture to please the community. I don't think this practice uh, should be encouraged. If we look at the statistics so far, we see that last August and last October, when the first and second batch of consumption vouchers were released, there were slight increases in the retail figures for August and October. There is slight increase in both the sales for catering sector and the retail sector. But the economic impact is not as great as what the financial secretary described last year. Other measures announced by Mr. Chan include up to $100,000 in tax relief for non-property owners who rent private flats and new protections from eviction for businesses that fall behind on their rent. The government has announced the further tightening of its social distancing curbs. From tomorrow, people will have to keep their masks on when exercising outdoors or in country parks. Eating and drinking will be banned on all forms of public transport, including ferries. The controller of the Center for Health Protection, Edwin Choi, was asked why masks were being made mandatory outdoors now. 
Indeed, when there is um, crowded areas like outdoors, there's still a chance of a disease transmission, especially for the Omicron, which is quite um, um, airborne, especially the short-range airborne transmissions. So with wearing a mask, um, especially a, a well-fitted tight mask, will help to prevent the spread of the disease, even in the outdoor activities. On to the weather. Cloudy periods overnight, cold tomorrow morning, with a minimum temperature of about 9 degrees in the urban areas and a few degrees lower in the new territories. Mainly fine and dry during the day, with a maximum temperature around 16 degrees. The outlook? Mainly fine as well, with temperatures rising progressively in the following couple of days, and the temperature difference between day and night will be relatively large. Remaining cold on Friday morning, with sunny intervals early to midweek next week. Currently, the temperature is 12 degrees Celsius, the relative humidity 71%. Please be advised that the cold weather warning and the frost warnings are in effect. RTHK, the time is now 5 minutes past 11. More now on our top story, today's budget. The government's finances for this fiscal year are surprisingly back in the black for the first time in three years. But the financial secretary is budgeting for another deficit in the coming year, although a relatively smaller one. Violet Wong reports. In budgeting for the financial year that's now coming to a close, Paul Chen projected a deficit of over $100 billion. But he's now forecasting a surplus of $18.9 billion for the 2021-22 to year. The financial secretary said that's because revenues from land premium and profits tax are more than $43 billion and $32 billion higher than the estimates while the government's operating expenditure was nearly $19 billion lower than he forecast in last year's budget. He said the fiscal reserves are expected to be $946.7 billion by the end of next month, similar to the levels when this government's term began five years ago. For the coming financial year, Mr Chen is budgeting for government expenditure to outstrip revenues by more than $56 billion. But the FS expects Hong Kong's economy to improve in the second half of the year, after a first-quarter performance, over which he admits he's not optimistic. He expects unemployment to grow in the near future, as economic activity is hit by the government's anti-epidemic work. But he said the $6.6 billion earmarked for jobs in the anti-epidemic fund should create some 30,000 time-limited positions. Mr. Chen also said the economy should improve as COVID infections are brought under control. As long as the recent wave of the, the epidemic can be gradually put under control and the status of dynamic zero infection can be maintained down the road, consumption and investment demand will likely get a steam again. A stabilized epidemic situation will also create favorable conditions for the gradual and early resumption of quarantine-free travel between the mainland and Hong Kong, thereby injecting greater impetus into the economy. The financial secretary is forecasting growth of 2 to 3.5% for 2022. The Business and Professionals Alliance says the budget has adopted many of the business support policies the party suggested, but they won't be adequate if the COVID situation continues. Lawmaker Jeffrey Lam says the government should bring back its Employment Support Scheme, or ESS, but this time, it should be targeted at industries that are actually in need. Many enterprises and many people are not getting help. So we have said it many, many times. We would like very much the government to repeat the ESS program, you know, for six months. 
Last time it was very, very effective. And we would like to see a modified version of the ESS to come out as soon as possible. Roy Fan, a tax partner at Deloitte China, says the government's plan to change the rate system is a good one, especially with so much economic uncertainty right now. It's actually fair for the government to look for like additional uh, revenue stream or additional income to to cope with the, the pandemic situation. And and actually for the progressive way, we are saying that the landlord that owns the property with a rateable value, which is higher than they get to pay more under the system. So it's kind of like you, you earn more, you pay more, that, that, that theory. Shi Wingqing, the founder of Centerline Property Agency, said the plan to protect businesses from eviction is new to Hong Kong, which has generally protected the interests of property owners. But he pointed out that landlords are suffering as well amid the pandemic. If you have uh, legislation preventing landlords from charging the rent from the tenant or go to the legal action, of course it can benefit the tenant. But why should the landlord pay for this? This is the problem of the whole society, not just individual landlords. They have their own problem also. In other news, health officials have reported a further 8,674 confirmed COVID cases today, yet another record. Only three cases were imported. Officials have announced that clinics in Yaomate and Changsha Wan will treat people with mild COVID symptoms. Dr. Lau Ka-hin from the hospital authority was asked whether that was down to a surge in cases there. We have patients uh, all across the territory. In considering commissioning designated clinics, we consider a number of factors such as demand as well as the conditions of the GOPCs. After all, these are confirmed patients, and if the clinic is too small in size, it will not be suitable. We need to choose larger ones with better ventilation, etc. Every day, we keep watch of the uh, figures, such as the number of patients received and the number of bookings in coming up with the best arrangements. The Secretary for Security, Chris Tang, is to quarantine at home for two weeks after his wife and domestic helper came down with COVID. Mr. Tang says he tested negative but will work from home. Federation of Trade Unions lawmaker Alice Mack has tested preliminary positive for COVID-19. In a Facebook post, she said she had been quarantining at home after a family member tested positive and one of her daily rapid tests came back positive this morning. She said she had earlier submitted a deep throat saliva specimen to health authorities and was awaiting the result. Ms. Mack says she she started to develop some mild symptoms, but she'll keep working from home. Well, fortunately, I have already had my three jabs of vaccine. I am experiencing some mild symptoms like a runny nose, coughing, and sore throat. I have started taking some uh, Chinese medicine, and I hope uh, these medicine can help, and I will try to rest well and to recover soon. And during this period, I will uh, continue my work. 
Turning overseas, Ukraine is to impose a state of emergency and has urged its citizens to leave Russia as the government in Kiev steps up its response to what it calls intensified aggression from Moscow. The emergency declaration by the National Security and Defense Council needs parliamentary approval. The foreign ministry has warned Ukrainians in Russia it could become much more difficult to ensure their protection. Yesterday, Ukraine called up military reservists. Meanwhile, President Volodymyr Zelensky called for tougher sanctions on Russia in response to its decision to recognize regions of Donetsk and Luhansk as independent. President Zelensky held a joint news conference with the leaders of Lithuania and Poland. He spoke through a translator. We had a substantial discussion of the consequences of Russia's actions on the security dimension. And we are confident that the future of European security is being decided now, here in Ukraine. We have coordinated our efforts how to counteract Russia and how to de-escalate the situation. Meanwhile, President Putin has warned that the security of Russia and its citizens are paramount and says he'll continue to boost the power of the military. But Mr. Putin has said he remains open to diplomacy. He made the comments to make a public holiday called Defender of the Fatherland Day. Our country is always open for direct and honest dialogue, for the search of diplomatic solutions to the most complex problems. But I repeat, the interests of Russia, the security of our citizens are non-negotiable for us. The sports now, and in football's UEFA Champions League tonight, Manchester United visit the Spanish champions Atletico Madrid in a round of 16 first leg tie. Here's the BBC's John Murray. Despite their much-discussed shortcomings, Manchester United have made it to the knockout stages of the Champions League for the first time for three years. And they find themselves up against the Spanish champions Atletico Madrid in the club's first competitive meeting for over three decades. Atleti, though, are not having such a good time of it this season. Their form's been patchy, most unusually for Diego Simeone's side. They've been defensively vulnerable. And for this one, they're going to have to cope with the considerable loss of their injured captain, Koke. But the home crowd in the Metropolitano will be at its most hostile for this latest return to the Spanish capital of former Real Madrid superstar Cristiano Ronaldo. In golf, six-time major champion Phil Mickelson has apologized for his criticism of Saudi Arabia's regime and says he'll take a break from the game. The BBC's Ian Carter has more. Mickelson's comments were made to American golf writer Alan Shipnook and their publication last week was explosive. Mickelson called the Saudis scary, but despite their human rights record, he still wanted to do business with them to shake up the PGA Tour. Rory McIlroy said the comments were selfish and ignorant, and now Mickelson admits they were reckless. In a lengthy statement, he apologized to anyone offended, claiming he'd spoken off the record and had been taken out of context. He insists golf remains in desperate need of change, but admits that he's not been at his best as a person and needs time away to work on being the man that he wants to be. The news from RTHK.
days in Paul Simon's solo career, Mother and Child Reunion, of course, just split up from Art Garfunkel. And coincidentally, Jerry M has been in touch and said, Pete, when I was a wee lad, I hadn't heard it until I chanced upon it on the radio last year, but there was a song that I really loved by Art Garfunkel called I Shall Sing from around 1973, which I think we've found it already downstairs, right? That's coming up later. Plus your requests, of course. You know the email address by now. Every five minutes. Got a couple of stories still to go. Up to midnight, we head into Thursday, of course, and our sentimental journey at 5 